you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, and he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angels answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her, and Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of of Judah. And entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard Salutation to Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears. The babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believeth, for thou shalt be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done me great things, and holy is his name. And his 
His mercy is on them that fear Him from generation to generation. I'm going to talk to you for just a few moments today. I'll be mindful of your time. I know it's Christmas Eve, and we promised a short service, and we will do our best to keep that. But I want to talk to you this morning about generational blessings. Generational blessings. Lord, I need your help this morning. We need your spirit to move in this house today, Lord, and touch every heart, every mind, every life. Lord, I cannot do it on my own, but I need the unction and, the Lord, the, the, the spirit of God to move and to touch and to reign in this room. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. If you're blessed, you can be seated this morning. a lot of talk these days about generational curses. Seems like everybody likes to talk about the negative, bad news things. But I'm not going to talk about generational curses this morning. It's Christmas Eve and I'm going to talk about generational blessings. Because just as much as I believe that there are battles that we fight that are passed down from generation to generation, I also believe that there are blessings that are passed down from generation to generation. And I feel like in this room this morning that there are a lot of blessed people in this room today. Now, some of you may have walked in this morning saying, I'm going to church on Christmas Eve uh, out of just responsibility and duty to my local church. And some of you walked in this room this morning thinking, I really need something from the Lord today. I want to remind everybody in this room today that you are blessed and highly favored. Many of us are blessed because of blessings that have been passed down from generation to generation. Uh, I'm, I'm here this morning not standing on my own shoulders, but standing on the shoulders of parents that raised me in this wonderful truth and, uh, and if, if I want to go back, I can go back about four generations uh, in, on my mother's side of the family to a man that I knew as Papa Rogers. Uh, his name was Henry Rogers. That was the first man to be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost in Newton County, Texas, traveled to Houston and in a revival was baptized and received the Holy Ghost, came back to Newton, Texas, and established a prayer meeting on his front porch. Never was a preacher, never was a prophet, never pastored a church, but he held a group of people together until finally a pastor, God sent a pastor along. He built brush arbors so that a pastor could come and preach. And finally, even today, there's still a church established there. I'm not here this morning based on the blessings and merit of who I am, but I'm I'm here this morning based on the blessings that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And now 90 years later in the apostolic faith, here I am this morning, blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Many of us are blessed because of the blessings that have been passed down. And some of us, some of you are passing down to the next generation blessings that have been bestowed upon your life. That's why you got to understand that every sacrifice you make, 
every time that you are faithful to the house of God. Every time you show up when you don't feel like it, every time you do something you don't feel like doing, I just want to tell you, you got somebody that's watching. And what you are doing, the sacrifice that you are making, is passing it down to the next generation. Because one generation sees what another generation does. And you and I today are blessed because we're able to pass down to the next generation and to the next. How many of you know you're blessed this morning? In the Old Testament, the first priest was mentioned, was named Melchizedek. One of the most mysterious individuals in Scripture. He was both king and priest who had no beginning and no ending. In the New Testament, it was Jesus who came after the order of Melchizedek, and he became our great high priest. If we read on into the book of Exodus, we find that it was Aaron who became the first high priest over Israel, then followed that lineage, and you will see that the priest of Aaron who followed clearly, acquired sole right to the priesthood. And after Aaron, we read about the anointing of the Levitical priesthood. Now, I know I'm taking a little, a little uh, dive deep into Scripture here, but I, I want to I help you understand uh, the Levitical priesthood was originally made up of those who performed services associated with, with public worship. The Levites were musicians, gatekeepers, guardians of the temple and the things that were holy. It was the Levites. They were the one, uh, they were the, the tribe of Israel who descended from Levi, thus called Levites. Brilliant. And one of the 12 sons of Jacob that went on to become the high priest over Israel during the exodus from Egypt, the Levites were particularly zealous in protecting the Mosaic law in the face of those who were worshiping the golden calf. So some scholars believe that the fact that the Levites stood strong for true worship may have been the very reason that the Levites were elevated to their priestly status. That uh, nevertheless may be conjecture, but the Levites had full responsibility of the tabernacle or of temple worship. In order for one to become a Levitical priest, then they would have to be born into the family of Levitical priests. The priesthood was passed down from one generation to the next generation. If you were not born into the family of Levites, if you were of another tribe, then you could not be uh, a, a priest. That, 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 was, that was out of the question. It had to be passed down. In other words, the priesthood was a family tradition. It was the priest and then the sons of the priest that carried the work of ministry in the tabernacle. There was a generational anointing for the priesthood, and there was a blessing that was passed down from one generation and then to another. Now, now I, I want to tell you that we would be fooling to a second generation or a third generation or a fourth generation apostolic. 
I thank God that we are able to pass down some tradition, some tradition and some things of faith. I sat with my father a few days ago in his home, and I told him, Dad, I preached a message about you a couple of years ago, and I shared with him a message that I preached that I titled Borrowed Faith. And I said, Dad, I was going through a very difficult time when I preached that message. And I didn't feel like I had any faith. And I felt like the church needed me to walk to this pulpit and preach a message of faith. But I didn't feel faith. And I didn't have any stories that I felt that I could share myself. And I said, Dad, I got up and I preached a message on faith. And I said, I started borrowing stories that I heard you tell me that happened before my birth when you talked about how God blessed, how God came through, how God healed, how miracles were performed, how provision was provided for our family. And I said, I preached that message, titled it Borrowed Faith. And I want to tell you, I owe you a lot, Dad, because I watched you. And from you, I learned faith. And I learned how to walk with God through valleys and through trials and through tests. Hey, we must not discount the fact that our children are watching us. Tell your story about when God performed a miracle. Tell your story about when God came through. Tell your story about when God healed. There's great blessing in having a heritage in the church. They learn from our mistakes and they grow from our experiences. They launch ministries from our shoulders. They learn young what it took for us to gain by experience. There is a blessing in what we have passed down to them. And it is a blessing for us to watch them go far beyond what we ever dreamed of. I want to tell you one reason that this church is so blessed this morning is because I believe that the generation that is coming up behind us is going to walk in greater faith and greater anointing and see greater things. Oh, come on, somebody. We are a blessed generation because what we're doing doesn't end with us, but what we're doing is going to go to the next level. It's going to go to a higher place. I believe in this youth group. I believe in our children's ministry. I believe in those kids that were singing to us this morning. They are going to take this to the next level. And it's a blessing for us to watch them. I don't look at that with jealousy and envy, strife. Well, it ain't like it used to be. I hear people talk about the church. Oh, well, it's not what it used to be. No, it's not. And thank God I'm in some churches. I know some of you love testimony service, but I, for one, don't fret if you're a first generation. Because I'm not just preaching this message to those that come from generational Christianity or have generations following them. Maybe you are a first generation. I want to tell you this morning that you don't have to fret. While the craft and the skill set may be different for those with the heritage of the priesthood, thank God today that every one of us were born into the lineage of our high priest because Jesus Christ became our high priest. 
And when he became the high priest, we're born again, children of the Most High God. We no longer follow the lineage of a priesthood, a priest that stood before us, but we follow the lineage of the high priest, Jesus Christ himself. When you are born again, you're part of the body of Christ, and the anointing can rest upon you. That's why the younger teach the, the older teach the younger. That's why one generation passes down to the next generation. Come on, we're the church, we're the family of God. The body of believers. He is our example. He is our overseer. But just because our family is born on the church pew doesn't mean they're automatically going to walk in the ways of the Lord. But there is a job for every generation. They must decide for themselves what kind of Christian that they are going to be. They must decide if they're going to walk worthy of the call by which they are called. We can spend all of our days talking about everything that we are not. But this morning, I want us to make up our mind to declare today and moving forward into next year, to declare I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I'm not going to look at my faults and failures that are behind me. We're going to forget some things that are behind us this morning. I want you to look at how blessed you are. I want you to find some things that you're blessed over, blessed with, blessed. God has blessed us in every way. We need to find those blessings and we need to start magnifying them. Come on. We need to start magnifying them. Maybe you came in this building today needing somebody to tell you and God sent this preacher to tell you this morning, you are blessed. You are too blessed to live stressed. You need to wake up every morning and take a fresh breath and say, I am blessed. He woke me up this morning. Everything may not be the way I wish it was, but I am too blessed to live stressed. I've got to hurry and I'll close quickly. Luke chapter 1 shows us that the angel Gabriel that was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And it was Gabriel that said to Mary, Blessed art thou among women. It was the first to declare that Mary was blessed. Gabriel, I feel like Maybe this morning that God sent this preacher to this pulpit to talk to some folks that have been through it for a while. You've been under the pressure of it for a while. And I came to this pulpit this morning just to be the voice in your life this morning to tell you, you are blessed. Well, pastor, look at all the trouble that I've got in my life. What are you going to magnify this morning? You can magnify the trouble or you can magnify the problem solver. You can magnify everything that's wrong in your life or you can magnify everything that is going right in your life. I came this morning to tell you God is on your side. He is for you and not against you. You may be going through it this morning, but you are still blessed. Sometimes, sometimes it's not enough just to have the preacher remind you that you're blessed. Sometimes you need a friend to remind you. If you read on in the text that I read to you this morning, it was next after Gabriel 
said how blessed Mary was. Along comes Elizabeth. And Elizabeth echoes the words of Gabriel. And Elizabeth said, Mary, you are blessed and highly favored among women. Sometimes you just need a friend to remind you you're blessed and highly favored. If you're sitting by a friend this morning, you need to just look at them and tell them, hey, you're blessed. Come on, maybe that was a wrong friend. You need to look at the other one and tell them, you're blessed. Come on, find somebody and tell them, you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. See, we, 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 can, we can all find what's wrong. Some people like to magnify that. Oh, if you knew everything that was wrong, if you knew my financial status and my relational status, and, and if you understood everything that's going on in my life, you would understand why that, I'm, why that I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. But sometimes we just need a friend that comes along in a moment that is shocking, like, hey, you're going to have a child, and we need a friend to say, hey, you are blessed. This is why the church is so important. We need to come together, and we need to bless one another. Oh, my goodness. Instead of finding what somebody did wrong, how somebody didn't do it the way you thought they should, we need to find a way just to say, you are a blessing. You are blessed. Look at everything right in your life. Look at everything you're doing right. You know the only people that gets it right all the time are people that do nothing. People that do nothing, they always get compliments of how they never do anything wrong. People that do a lot, Gird up your loins because it's going to be a battle of all the things that you do wrong. But not here. Not now. Not moving forward. We need to be a church that looks at one another and says, Dylan, you are blessed. You are highly favored of the Lord. Now, if I needed, I could sit down and tell them about all the faults, all the failures, everything that Caleb tells me that's wrong in your life. We can make a list and check it twice and share it with the world. Let everybody know just how bad you are. Or I can choose just to say you're blessed. You're highly favored of the Lord. I, I, I want to be a blessing to somebody this morning just to tell you you're blessed. I, I don't, I, I'm tired of hearing what's wrong. I just want to tell you you're blessed. I'm tired of speaking about what's wrong. I'm ready to talk about the blessings of God. And we need a friend sometimes to come along and just tell us, you're blessed. And that's what makes a church so very important because we need, to, we need to be a family that speaks a word of faith. Somebody may say, well, I don't personally see any blessings in their life, and I'm not going to lie. It's not called lying. It's called speaking a word of faith. By faith, you're blessed. Come on, somebody. Cheer up on this Christmas season. You need to find a way to say something about somebody and tell them how blessed they are. You're blessed. So first came the angel, and then came the friend. The word of God from God, and then a word from a friend. But if you read on a little further, eventually, Mary recognized it and saw it for herself. See, your pastor and your friend can encourage you, but sometimes 
you need to just encourage yourself. And until you see for yourself just how blessed you are, you're going to spend the rest of your life miserable and complaining about how bad you have it. But the moment that you recognize that if you take that piece of paper and you write down the list of all that's wrong and you write down the list of his blessing, I promise you, you're going to find out that his blessings outweigh your troubles every time. And so eventually Mary recognized it. And then finally, she spoke it. See, your pastor, your friend can encourage you. But until you encourage yourself, David, David through a time of extreme weakness when he didn't have a friend to encourage him. There was no word from the Lord coming to encourage him. The Bible said David encouraged himself. I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. I read this the other day and it's troubled me since I read it. I may have mentioned this last week or the week before. I was reading of where if we verbalize and speak something about our life that may not even be true, if we speak a false belief about our life to others, by the time we have spoken that three times, it seals it in our spirit and we begin to believe whatever we have spoken over our life. That's why misery loves company. What I'm trying to tell you this morning is when you learn to speak blessing. Pastor, I would, but I'm just going through so much right now. Just say it until you can believe it. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I'm blessed and highly favored. God said it. My friends say it. But now I've got to see it. And when you begin to speak it, when Mary began to speak it, all of a sudden something changed in her and she said, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit rejoice in the God of my Savior for he regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. She never saw it. It had to come from God. It had to come from a friend. But eventually she recognized he saw my low estate. She's still seeing herself in her low estate. And henceforth, here's what she said, all the generations that shall come after me are going to be blessed. Woo. What I'm trying to tell you this morning is when you get it in your mind, when you can see it for yourself, when you begin to declare it for yourself, I am blessed. I am not going to focus on what's wrong. I'm not going to focus on the negative. I'm not going to focus on the problem and when you begin to announce your blessings the generations that follow you are going to be blessed because you're going to hand down it's going to become a generational blessing oh yeah I know people I know people that say you know who you're talking to 
You know how mean I am, how bad I am. You know how tough I am. You know how I can just cut people to the core. You know what? You know how you need to lose that in Jesus' name. And you need to start speaking blessing. You know how blessed I am. I'm going to let that roll off. I'm too blessed to live stressed. I'm too blessed to go through it. I am going to live a life of blessing and declare it so that the generations that follow me will rise up and will call me blessed. They will be blessed because of what I am speaking. And when the revelation of how blessed she is gets in her spirit, that blessing continues, not just to the next generation, but all the generations. From generation generation. Oh, come on, child of God. There's Things may not be perfect in your life. You may be entering this Christmas season on this Christmas Eve knowing I have a lot of issues, a lot of problems, a lot of troubles. But listen, you're blessed. Come on, say it with me. I'm blessed. Come on, I want you to say it until you believe it. Say I'm blessed. Come on, we need to learn to live blessed. I'm going to live a blessed life so others can be blessed by me. Every time I, I see you, I don't want to come complaining. Oh, listen, I'm over. I'm, I'm well over 50. I wake up with aches and pains and troubles. I get reports from doctors that aren't good, but I'm just, I am doing my best to keep it under, to keep it under myself so that when I get around people, I'm not discouraging them, but telling them everything that's wrong in my life. I want to get around people and be a blessing. I want to tell them how blessed I am, how favored of the Lord I am, how good God has been in my life. ask you to stand with me this morning. Pastor, I'm not sure that I want people to hear that. I'm a realist and I want people to know really where I am. Let me tell you what Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 says. Jesus says, let your light so shine before men. In other words, let your life be lived in a manner before others that they may see your good work have a desire to glorify the Father which is in heaven. What do your words reveal about your heart? Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What do your words reveal about your heart? Do people know all about your struggle or do they know about your people know about what you're going through and the hurt and the pain and or do they know about how blessed you are and the goodness of God in your life people need to hear how blessed we are oh there's enough bad news going on I want to encourage somebody this morning to encourage somebody today we're going to light a candle it may be actually that you're not going to light a candle but you're going to flip a switch on maybe some of you are going to twist the knob Lighting this candle this morning represents the light of the world, the blessings of God in our life. And here's how I want to close this service, that as you take that candle that you have in your hand and you light it, you can go ahead and light it now if you would like. And in a few minutes together after we light these candles, We're going to lift these candles high. We're going to hold them. 
And as we're holding those candles high this morning, I want you to picture this is my life. My life is the light that all of my family can see. I want them to see the blessings of God in my life. I want them to see God through me. Our lives should be one that reflects what God is doing. I want to pray with you this morning as you're lighting your candle. We're going to sing a song together here in just a moment. But I want to pray that the Lord will help us. Because for many of us, we have spent so many years speaking of our troubles and speaking the negativities of our life. But maybe this Christmas Eve would be a moment in time when we recognize God's faithful. He is a He's better to me than I am to myself. Lord, I pray over this congregation right now, this assembly of people. Lord, forgive us for our negativity, for the rejection of seeing the blessings of God, for the attention-seeking of focusing on every trouble and every problem in our life. Forgive us, God, for not magnifying you, but magnifying the, the trouble and the problems. Lord, I embrace you this morning and the blessings of God on every life, the blessings of God on my personal life, in my home, in my family, in my church, in my extended family, on every friend that I have. I recognize your blessings, Lord, and I recognize that they're bestowed upon me when I'm undeserving this morning, oh Lord. We want to start brand new, afresh and anew on this Christmas Eve. Lord, as we celebrate your birth in this season, Lord, let us recognize joy has come to the world because you have come to the world. And you haven't just come to the world, but you've come to us. And you've brought blessing and hope into every life. We rejoice in the blessings of God in our life. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Oh, come. Joyful and triumphant, oh come, oh come,
let that be praise from your heart. Like this now. 